Welcome to Cards Chat, the friendliest poker podcast in town from the world's number one poker community. Hey everyone, I'm your host, Robbie Straczynski. Thank you so much for joining us on episode number 114 of Cards Chat, the friendliest poker podcast in town. Today's guest was recognized with the Poker Power Rising Star Award at the recent Women in Poker Hall of Fame Gala. A full-time technologist and engineer with Google, this woman is quickly beginning to make a name for herself in the poker world. We'll be talking about her tournament results, some special poker world experiences she's had, and more as we get to know her a little bit better. Kristen Brotherton, welcome to the Cards Chat Podcast. Happy to be here. Super excited. I have been a huge fan of Card Chat for a very long time. So this is almost surreal for me at this point. That's very cool. And just uh, you know, to give folks some context, you may be hearing this the day after we record or a couple years after we record. This all came together within the last few hours, uh, just kind of looking, hmm, who's available? And uh, our good friend, well, everyone loves Debbie, uh, Debbie O'Neill at Cards Chat. Uh, of course, you know her, um, suggested, hey, maybe we should do Kristen Brotherton and and I reached out to you and you're like, I've got an hour free this afternoon. So um, my research was a little hurried, but hopefully we'll, we'll, we'll get uh, to know you and, uh, you know, we'll uncover some, some nuggets along the way. Um, I got to meet you actually in person as well, um, you know, when you were receiving that award at the Women in Poker Hall of Fame uh, and at the WPT. And we will talk about that a little later in the show. So we'll start at the beginning of what I was able to find uh, about you. Thank you very much, LinkedIn. Uh, Kristen, you're a graduate of the University of West Florida and majored in information technology and networking and telecommunications. Why did you choose that field and what career path did you hope to go down while you were still a student? Yeah, so I've been an avid gamer for my entire life. I've played video games basically since my dad bought a Nintendo way, way back in the day. And I, when I was 14 years old, I was messaging people trying to figure out what career path I could take to get into the gaming industry. And technology kind of fit the bill. Computer science was the new hot thing. Everyone was like, oh, you'll be able to find a job, no problem. And so that's kind of how I wound up in the technology engineering field. Cool. And you had like a subscription to PC World, like that kind of stuff? PC Gamer. PC Gamer, yes. yes. Gary Witta is probably one of my favorite editors of all time. Uh, Right, I'm like tangentially familiar with that world. My brother's uh, one of the computer guys and gamers as well. Very cool. Uh, Well, you know, it does seem like things worked out for you in that regard. You've worked with a number of companies, including some household names like General Electric, and now uh, for about nine years with Google. Uh, What is it that you enjoy the most about the work that you do? I mean, I am tangentially (laughs) affiliated with uh, gaming at this point. I work in cloud sales and I get to work with a lot of really big name gaming companies and get to see a lot of the stuff that they're building, which is really, really awesome. It's something I've always been passionate about and being able to help them bring those games to life is something I've always dreamed about. Mm -hmm. Very cool. Well, this is a poker podcast, so rather than sounding too much like a job interview, I do have to ask more poker questions. So I kind of wondering, though, it's a very interesting field to sort of bridge into the poker world. I'm kind of wondering if you could tell us, 
in what way do you sort of feel that your education and the work experience you've garnered over the last decade plus as an engineer, as a technologist, have sort of equipped you with like what I would call the right raw materials to take an interest in and succeed at poker? Yeah, I mean, as I've gotten older, I feel like I have slowed down a little bit. I've always been a very competitive person in the gaming space. And so when I first started to play poker, I was like, holy cow, this is competition at its finest. And you have logic, you have all the things that I've been doing my whole life, and it's all rolled up into one nice, neat little ball in the game of poker. And I think it was almost instantaneous that I fell in love with it. That's very cool. And um, when Erin was sort of giving you the award, I think she said that your first exposure to poker was just two years ago? No, not even two years ago. Um, so I started playing poker about August, September of 2021, actually. Wow, my goodness. And now I'm going to take a leap and, and just sort of guess and tell me if I'm wrong. I know this is something that Poker Power does. They go to like the big uh, corporations and they offer their programs and say, you know, hey, like as a leadership kind of thing and developing professional skills. Is that how you were first introduced through Poker Power? No. So I actually had a friend who introduced me to the game. And through that friend, I learned about range charts and all of the the math behind things. They gave Wait, me a that was of... your first thing, range charts. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, for real. I actually still have a tape to the side of my computer. That's I just sit there. So yeah. And like, I mean, that that's just. I mean, most people are like, okay, a flush beats a straight. You know, a full house beats a flush, and you're learning about range charts. Like, you really just dove straight into the deep end. Yeah, I mean, my first. The first thing was uh, my friend was like, oh, I won 200K one summer playing poker. And I was like, oh, that's incredible. Let me let me give this a, a shot. And, right. and so they gave me the range chart and they were like, just play the range chart. And I was like, OK. So they showed me the positions and what those meant. And all, all I did was play the range chart. And I would only open when it told me to open. I never did anything like if someone else opened, I would automatically fold unless I had a like a premium hand. And right. yeah, it was it was a really good first learning experience, I feel like. My goodness. Well, I mean, the way you're speaking about it, it seems like you were playing primarily online to start out. Yes. Okay. Yeah. And at what point did you say, I want to sort of do this in person? There must be poker rooms out there and it's fun to play with chips. Yeah. I, I mean, I was I was very excited to play live, but I was also incredibly terrified. Mm. Uh, I just... There was something about playing live that I don't, I don't know what it is about having real people there. Like, oh my gosh, they're going to be able to see the the fear or the excitement or, you know, I, I won't be able to show what kind of hand I'm actually holding. Uh-huh. Um, so it took me a really long time before I actually played live. Okay. Um, yeah. Yeah. And, and so I think that excitement and I think a few pushes from a few people like Maureen, Maureen from the women's community. She was like, Oh, you should do it. You should go play it. And I was like, okay, I'll go to a ladies event. I think that'll, that's the least scary place to go. And um, I ended up actually, my friend had a wedding in Vegas and I had a couple friends there. And that was actually the first time I I hopped into a tournament to play live was at the Aria. And (laughs) it was really funny because the first hand I get dealt pocket twos and it, it is an incredibly interesting like first hand I'm like okay I got pocket twos and so I just very like min raise it 
I, I was so scared to put any chips on the table. I'm shaking like crazy. I min raise it and someone re-raises me and I'm like, okay, well, I mean, let, let's go for it. It's my first hand. I can't go bad. I, I have a full stack right now. And, and, um, sure enough, I, I flopped the set. I, I it's oh. ace king two and, and it's a rainbow board. And I'm like, I'm good. I've got this. And, and sure enough, um, she pushes all in on me. It was another, another woman actually. And, uh, I call her because I'm like, I think I'm good. And she flops over pocket aces. Oh. <laughs> Even the tournament director was like, oh my goodness. Like, wow. and I was just like, that's my first hand of live poker ever. Like, this is <laughs> this is my go. Like, I, and so I walked away. I was shaking horribly. And my friend was like, Are you gonna rejoin? And I was like, I don't know. I think I'm good. <laughs> <laughs> it can only get better from there. I guess, yeah, right? I there's, there's no way to go but up from that one. So oh my goodness. Yeah, I had a, a really great bad beat um, on that one. And actually, um, a little bit before that, I had gone to a, a bar game um, and I had played like two or three hands there. And um, that was my first tournament experience. The bar game was actually my first hand and I had kind of dealt Ace King my first hand out that one. And I was just shaking so bad in that game too. And my friend comes over and he's like, you're a shark in water. Like you're not, you gotta stop. You gotta stop. And I just, I, I don't know, like I couldn't help it. And I went through and she actually, it was another woman actually. Um, and, uh, she had ace queen and, uh, we ended up, I barely got any chips off of her, but, um, mm -hmm. that one, she, uh, she got mad and she actually got up from the game and walked away and, and everyone was like, I guess that's beginner's luck. And right. so, yeah. Wow. So um, I mean, coming from the gaming world, I know a lot, I mean, a lot of folks, I know like Elkie, for example, he used to be a StarCraft player and just in general, gamers tend to view online games as, well, I just want to beat the game. I want to get to the end boss and win the most points. Um, is that sort of, or was that your approach or did you sort of, at what point did like money, if at all, mean anything to you within the auspices of playing the game or was it just you treated it as points? So I would say at first money didn't really play into the equation. I think it was more about how do I, how do I win? How do I get to the end? And so my first, probably like five, six months of playing, especially live, it wasn't about the money. It was about getting better at the game and really progressing and trying to get as far as I could. Mm -hmm. And so it was very much a points game at that point. This year uh, I actually made, the same friend that got me into it. I made a profitability side prop bet with him um, to see who could be more profitable this year. And so this year has been really focused in on the money and being a profitable player. Right. So, I mean, the way you're talking again, you know, you talk about ranges and side bets, clearly you're much more into the poker culture and aware of what's going on in the poker world. You're obviously very active on Twitter as well. At what point did that sort of, you know, continued immersion on your part begin rather than just treating it as, you know, this game you want to win on the computer or at the live film? Yeah, I would say um, really, I, after my first game at Aria, I went and I just was like, I'm going to go register at the Lodge. So I played one game at the Lodge and then I was like, I'm ready for World Series this summer. <laughs> so World Series. And I started playing. That's actually where I met Debbie. And um, really just the, the community there, seeing how engaged they are, seeing how many people were involved with it. I think it was, 
truly amazing. And the support that I received whenever I started engaging with the community, I think was really what kept me going through all of this. Right. Uh, was just how active and engaged everyone was. So, I mean, you're based out of Austin, Texas, and I guess the lodge is relatively close by. Uh, how did you hear about that room just, you know, a matter of, well, you know, again, you work for the company, so we're not advertising here. You just Googled the lodge or like yeah. to hear about it through friends or something like that? It was uh, probably Twitter, actually. Um, you know, Doug Polk is pretty active. I think a lot of the really big Texas names, they play at the Lodge, they talk about the Lodge a lot. And so I think it was really that that got me to show up there at first. Sure. And what do you like the most about that room? It's a relative newcomer. It's been around, but the, under the new management uh, you know, with the ownership of Doug Polk, Andrew Nimi, Brad Owen, uh, people have really gotten to hear about it more over the last year or so. So what do you like about playing there? Yeah, I, the room is awesome. It's always active. There's tournaments all the time. And I think I've, I haven't actually dove down the cash rabbit hole yet. I think I'm kind of a little nervous about that one. Uh, so I predominantly play tournaments and the fact that they have regular tournaments every week, I think was really the biggest driving factor. Uh, interesting. Okay. Uh, and I just, you know, I'm a big mixed game person, not just Hold'em. I'm just out of curiosity. I'm wondering if, you know, of course you haven't yet conquered Hold'em, you know, you're not yet the world series of poker main event champion or something like that, but do the other variants of poker appeal to you in the same gamers sense of, I want to beat this or it's just, you know, one step at a time. So I love exploitative play and the game of Raz really has my interest at this point. Uh, everyone, everyone I talk to about this is like, no, don't do it. Don't play Raz. It's miserable. And then they'll pull up a video of like three people miserable at a table. Just looked so sad. And yes, like, no, I want to, I want to play Raz. I want to, I want to do this because seven deuce is one of my favorite hands. And I love, I love the idea of being able to play a game where seven deuce is actually good. So. Wow. Okay. So you enjoy pain and banana, 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 <laughs> yeah, if you know what that means. Okay. Very good. Uh, I really, two, I really three, four. <laughs> king, king, king. That's the way it always works out. Um, okay. So what is it? I mean, you know, now you know what the Hendon mob is and like that, a lot of people first getting into poker, they just appreciate it as a game. And then they discover, if at all, oh, there's this whole world out there. There's this site just like, you know, PGA and it goes and monitors like a golfer's points. You know, it monitors how I do in tournaments. What's it like to, you know, what I think you've got nine results since just September or July of last year in, you know, three-figure buy-in tournaments. What does it mean to you to have a Hendon Mob profile and slowly but surely uh, beginning, begin adding to it? Yeah, I this summer, whenever I was trying to buy into World Series events, that's how I actually got introduced to Hen and Mob. There were a number of opportunities available to win tickets and buy-ins for events. And I had zero dollars on my Hen and Mob. And all of them required that you have at least one dollar or ten thousand dollars of winnings <laughs> on there. And so I made it my mission after World Series this summer. I was like, I got to get a hand in mob. I got to get my numbers up so I can win these tickets so I can play in these events and um, bankroll myself into this stuff. And so I think that was really the, the driving factor for, for hand in mob. And ever since then, I've started to build some goals around it. I think it's a really good way to track and just monitor progress. 
right? Even though we're not supposed to be goal oriented. No. <laughs> okay, that's fair. Um, definitely not. <laughs> sorry? I said definitely not. Definitely not. Okay. Um, well, uh, among those results, you've got uh, a runner up finish in a WSOP ring event, and most recently, uh, a win at the Deep Stack Freeze Out event at the Lodge. I mean, not everyone, I mean, you know this yourself, your first experience in a tournament, you were out set over set. Uh, we we never see, we're never privy to how many tournaments someone did not cash in. From what we see, though, and, you know, again, being this rising star that you genuinely are, it's like, okay, I'm starting to hear that name more, Kristen Brotherton, look out. What does it feel like to be experiencing this success, but specifically because you have a full-time job and you're doing this all on your side and, and you know, and on the, in your free time. Yeah. I mean, all of it feels really surreal and I'm waiting for the other shoe to drop. Cause I know there are definitely downswings in poker as well. And I feel like a lot of, especially the last two weeks, holy cow, I've had an incredible last two weeks. Um, not only did I get that first place, but this uh, past Sunday, I actually won the, bounty um black chip bounty at the texas card house um so it was my second first like one week apart yes. I got my first one and then a week later i get my second one um and so just just having all of these wins back to back has just felt a little bit crazy to me i i don't know what to do i'm like do i just keep playing like how do how do i do this how do i manage this um so i think right now i'm just playing it slow Cool to hear your excitement for it. I, I'm wondering, though, like I said, waiting for the other shoe to drop, um, you know, poker, especially tournament poker, even the best pros, what, they catch 20% of the time, uh, that sort of a thing. And that's really, really good, which means 80% of the time you're not cashing, again, if you're really, really good. Uh, it takes a lot of resilience. Um, did, do you think, again, I mean, as objectively as you possibly can answer the question, that if you hadn't been experiencing this success this early, that poker would still maintain your interest? Yeah, I'm, I love the game. I think I have a lot of fun doing it. And I'm not someone who just gives up when things go bad. I actually did have a point where I was starting to lose and question everything. And immediately I went to Twitter and I was like, help, like, can I get a coach? Anyone want to help me? Like, I just wanted someone to talk to and just talk through hands and maybe see and understand what my mistakes were. And I know there's a, a big portion of this game is luck and is variance, but there's also a lot of skill involved too. And I really want to make sure that I'm doing the right things at the right times and, you know, minimize those, those errors as much as possible so I can get around that variance. For sure. And, you know, beyond uh, using one's brain and own natural talents to go ahead, get in the lab and study that community aspect uh, you know, even just, you know, the shoulder to cry on when you get that bad beat or just to talk through a hand or, you know, we're all on Twitter. That's where that's where the poker community lives, so to speak. Um, have you been able to sort of get for yourself a, a community, a close knit friends with whom to discuss these spots? And even though you're sitting and working all day, but to sort of like be your poker people. Yeah, I I still. I'd say it's slowly building. Um, I definitely have a few key people that I talk to. Um, there's a, a, a new girl playing. Her name's Amanda. And she actually comes to me with her hands and we talk through stuff. And um, through her, I've met a couple of people. I've, I've met a ton of people at the table. Um, 
Ashley Pokerface Ash has been a huge person um, to chat with on some of this stuff. I haven't talked to her a ton, but when she has time, she definitely makes it for me, which is really, really awesome. Right. Um, and yeah, just, I usually, uh, Alan Kessler actually has helped me out a ton too with some stuff as well, like where to play tournaments. Um, so yeah, I, I'm definitely, definitely meeting people and, and making friends and, and finding more and more space to talk about stuff. That's really cool. And you, know, you did mention them. So we've got to always remind our listeners in a poker face, Ash, that's Ashley Frank. She was the guest of ours on episode number 93 here of the Card Chat podcast. And of course, the unforgettable chainsaw, Mr. Alan Kessler. It's episode number 73 um, here on the Card Chat podcast. I'm just wondering, though, when you say there's this girl, Amanda, are you referring to Amanda Botfeld by any chance? No, but Amanda okay. has. Yeah, but Amanda has because that does dovetail. So yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, Amanda Bothell definitely has played a huge part in in my career and some of the success that I've seen over the last couple of months as well. So okay, yeah, well. I have a, a fondness for Amanda too. I've seen her. Uh, I actually went to play at the Commerce Invitational, and she was there for that too. And so we we chatted a bit. Definitely a regular grinder. I mean, well, of course, we do have to mention Amanda Botfeld. She was episode 88, by the way. Folks, this is episode number 114. If you're just becoming familiar with the Card Chat podcast, that means you have another 113 hours of great listening to great guests. Uh, so be sure to check out uh, those those episodes as well. So Amanda, it was episode 88, but you do have that special connection to her because in November... You won yourself a seat to play in the WPT World Championship courtesy of a contest that she ran. So take us through that exactly. What was the contest? How did you enter and why did you enter? Yeah, so I saw the contest pop up and I was super excited about it. Uh, I was making a friend outside of book. Her name is Kristen as well. And she makes video content pretty regularly on YouTube. and. She, I was over at their Thanksgiving event and I was like, oh, I don't, I don't know. Like there's already so many great entries. I don't think I should do it. Um, and my friend was like, no, you just got to try. You just got to put yourself out there. And so she's like, oh, so yeah. And so we, we made the video to enter the contest and it was a lot of fun to make. We had a ton of friends over for Friendsgiving and we posted it out there and I got the response from Amanda that I was selected to play in a sit and go. And I was just ecstatic. I was like, I can do this. I can win a sit and go. Like, I, I've got this. Um, and, and this was a, a Rocky-themed video you need to yeah, make? Yeah, it was a Rocky-themed video. Um, basically, how how you're prepping for the WPT main event. Got it. Yeah. Cool. And so I made a, a little video about Seven Deuce because it is my favorite hand. Right. And uh, we I went head-to-head with some uh, stuffed animals and uh, Samson, who happens to be my friend's uh, grumpy face cat. <laughs> and like, it's funny. It, it almost sounds a little silly to say, you know, what it is that you did, but then you go on and you manage to get yourself a seat in the sit and go, and then you win, which is a very serious thing. And you get to go and play in a 10 K. How does it feel to like, I mean, does, does it feel real? No, it, it, it all felt surreal. I was, it was really funny. Uh, it was down to three people left and I win a hand in the, in the sit and go. And I actually got so excited that I was on my phone and I actually accidentally hit the button with like four, six offsuit against an all in. And I was like, oh, no. And, and I ended up losing that hand. And I was just I was so excited. And then the next hand, I, I get a, a pretty big hand and, you know, I, I put them all in again. And then I, I flop an amazing 
uh, set on there. And I just start doing laps around the house with my phone and I'm freaking out. And I'm like, oh my gosh, I'm going to Vegas to play in WPT because it's by far the biggest event I've played in at this point. Sure. And it was, it was honestly surreal as well. <laughs> yeah. Well, you had, I believe, just a few weeks, three to four weeks to prepare, uh, you know, besides, I guess, uh, you know, that that rocky montage going through your head and I guess continuing to do laps around the house. What sort of preparation did you do for that uh, WPT World Championship main event? Yeah, so um, at the time, I had just found some new range charts that I was super into. And so I was studying those range charts nonstop. I played online pretty consistently just to get hands in because you get hands faster online. Um, and I was playing at the lodge on Sundays um, during their freeze out and just trying to get in as much, as many hands as I could and really study and focus in on uh, some of the hands that pro players have actually played. Cause I was, was like, I'm going to be against the big, the big leagues. I gotta, I gotta scope them out and see what they do. And so yeah. I started watching some of the pro player hands as well. And did you find that to be helpful once you got seated? I mean, yes, I think it gave me the confidence to to sit down at that at that level and and really play. I wasn't afraid. Uh, and I mean, I I ended up busting level two. So mm. I, I can definitely say I was not afraid to put all my chips in and get a man. Um, That's fair. <laughs> I, I, I feel like I, I learned some valuable lessons on that hand for sure, uh, specifically around multi-weight bots. Um, but I definitely felt confident in, in my ability to do well in it. Right. Well, I mean, unfortunately it did not have that long of a run. And nonetheless, yeah. though, it's not just the seat in the event, but it's a whole prize package, a whole experience getting to be in Las Vegas, staying at the win encore there. Did you play in any of the other uh, of events or perhaps did you participate in the ladies mug that happened there? I did. I played, actually, I played Omaha at the ladies mug, which, was probably the second time I played Omaha. Okay. Um, and it, it was, it was definitely an experience. Um, I managed to hold my own, which was good, especially against some really strong contenders. Uh, Katie Cup was there, Veronica Brill, yep. Stephanie. Um, so like I, I had a stacked, a pretty stacked table. Um, and so, yeah, I was pretty happy that I held my own at the mug in Omaha. Um, and then I played the the ladies event. Um, I busted day one on that one. A pretty pretty tough run. I made some mistakes pretty early on that that hurt me. Um, and then the I did ended up doing the tag team event as well. Right, nice. So that's good. It's good you clearly tried to make the most of your time uh, and have experiences that you otherwise would not have been able to have had. Um, you know, you're talking to me just you know we're talking the poker language just like any two members of the poker community would be able to do. You get back to the office, you're working at Google, and that doesn't necessarily translate, so to speak. Maybe they're just completely unfamiliar, unaware that this sort of thing exists. How do you sort of deal with that, you know, foot in both worlds kind of a, of a situation you're in? It has been increasingly more difficult, especially with people uh, asking me to come hang out or come play this event or come do this, come do that. Um, I'm finding it very hard to, to find time to do both. Um, a, a couple of times I've chatted with people. I'm like, I feel like I'm coming to an impasse. Do I play poker? Do I do this full time? I, I definitely don't think I'm going to walk away from Google anytime soon, but um, I'm definitely 
having to say no a little bit more um, to stuff and trying to find a, a balance between the two. Right. Well, I'm, I I can I can't say that 100% resonates with me, but uh, as someone who found his way into doing media as his way of getting into the poker world, you know, because I know I couldn't uh, be- allow myself to become a pro family man living all the way in Israel, that sort of a thing, that hunger, that desire to constantly play certainly is something that resonates with me. And I'm sure lots of folks out there in the Cards Chain audience as well. Uh, on that particular note, I looked at your Twitter profile and you call yourself a gamer, tech nerd, science nerd, former CSGO, StarCraft nerd, and future poker pro. So how long in the future are we talking here? Do you have any sort of, oh, if if everything, you know, just the stars aligned, you know, this would be my time to. Yeah, I honestly, I'm hoping it reveals itself. <laughs> uh, I, I think uh, for me, I, I, I honestly don't know what qualifies as a pro. I got called a pro uh, when I played at Choctaw and I hit the final table. I was there. No kidding. Wow. Yeah. They were like, oh, we got a pro at the table. And I'm like, wait, time out. Like, I'm not, I just started. I'm not a pro. Like, don't, don't call me that. I'm not, I'm definitely not that. Um, and so I think there's a lot of um, questions still to be answered on that one. That's fair. Well, beyond, you know, obviously the potential of winning life-changing money and just, you know, the thrill of competition. You know, that, you know, that's obvious, but what is it about that poker lifestyle that appeals to you that, you know, you're, you're finding it difficult to, to sort of manage between also a passion that you enjoy and working for an incredible company, but still it has that pull. Why is that? Yeah, I love the social aspect of poker. I also really love traveling too. Mm. So the idea of getting to travel and to play and to meet all kinds of people and hear their stories. I think that's probably one of the most appealing aspects of it. And plus I love competing. So it's just like the trifecta for me. Awesome. Very cool. Well, just two more questions from me before we get into the uh, special community questions on this episode. Um, Kristen, when did you find out that you'd be recognized at the women in poker hall of fame ceremony uh, with this poker power rising star award, but just to give context to folks, this ceremony takes place once every other year, and this is the first time they ever had uh, an award like that. So when did you find out, and what was your reaction uh, to the news? Uh, I got an a, a email from Ann AJ, and she let me know preemptively, not to say anything. Right. Uh, and I, this was actually right before the either right before or right after the sit and go had happened. And so I, it was one of those laps around the house again moments like, Oh my gosh, <laughs> this is happening. And um, she asked if I was going to be present at the event for the uh, women in poker hall of fame. And I let her know that I was going to be there. I'd planned on playing WPT. Um, actually, it was really funny because I had not intended on going to the WPT event at all. And then these right. two things happen and I'm like, I guess I'm going to WPT. Very serendipitous. That's for yeah. sure. <laughs> Definitely. Um, so it was, yeah, it was a very exciting moment, a very exciting email. Um, and yeah, I was, I was excited. I was in Montana actually with, with one of my friends, my friend who um, originally had taught me how to play poker and yeah. So just happened. And, I ended up there. Like it was yeah. just great. 
Very cool. Well, you did mention AJ. I believe you're referring to AJ Rudolph. And again, we've got to give the uh, shout out. She was episode number 109, not too long ago, folks. It's, uh, we have a, a lot of wonderful people on this show. And again, got to encourage you all uh, to listen to all the episodes, not just the one you're currently listening to. Uh, last question from me, and uh, this is a little bit deep. Uh, when Poker Power General Manager Aaron Lydon presented you with the award, uh, she said, Kristen, that you exemplify the characteristics that inspire more women to begin playing this game. So you've got the platform. Um, everyone's listening. In your opinion, why should more women play poker? And what advice would you like to give them if they are apprehensive about giving our wonderful game a try? Just play. Uh, give it a shot. I would say probably two years ago, I thought poker was gambling. I hated it. I didn't like going to Vegas. Uh, every time someone would invite me, I'm like, are we going to go to a show? I didn't ever think that I would ever be a part of this world. Um, poker has taught me confidence, negotiation skills, just in general, how to push myself forward more than I ever thought I ever could. The community is incredibly supportive in nature, which you would never expect with a game where you're trying to take each other's chips. Um, the fact that everyone comes together and just really um, rallies and supports and just wants people to be a part of this community, I think is, is truly magical and something I wish I could see in other communities, honestly. So That's a really awesome answer. And especially so considering the limited amount of time that you've been in this game, that's really cool that you've experienced, you had such a positive experience uh, thus far. And I do hope that you continue to experience that and, uh, you know, greater and greater successes at and away uh, from the felt. Um, folks, this is usually the segment of the show where we now turn to you, our Cards Chat community, to see what questions you wanted to ask our guests. As you know, we have a dedicated thread on the Cards Chat forums for this, where we announce our future guests and then all the questions pour in. And it's always so great to hear. As I mentioned, though, uh, for context, at the beginning of the show, this one came together really quickly, literally within the last few hours. So, um, you know, I barely had a chance to prepare myself, uh, but uh, partly responsible, as I mentioned, for Kristen's appearance, Debbie, uh, Debbie O'Neill, who we love at Cards Chat. Um, and she's like, why don't you give Kristen a try? So I was like, Debbie, instead of doing the community questions this time, do you have any questions for Kristen? So she's like, yeah, I actually do. So instead of our foreign members, I'll be posing questions to you directly from Debbie. Are you ready? I'm ready. Okay. Um, Debbie's words, Kristen. It was amazing to play with you in the WSOP ladies event this past summer. I was really impressed with your skill and new passion for poker. I had a gut feeling right then and there that you were a great player in the making. How long had you been playing poker at that point? At that point, I would say that was probably my fourth live event ever. Wow. Unbelievable. Um, yeah. And I, I, I'd probably been playing less than a year total at that point. My goodness. Wow. Okay. Um, that's unbelievable. And for her, like, it's just something, you know, it's like talent scouts, you know, like at the stadiums and like the tryouts and acting. Sometimes you just kind of know there's like a, a diamond in the rough there. That's really cool. Uh, another one from Debbie. Uh, you've been on a cashing spree for these last several months to what do you attribute that? Yeah, 
I, I had a very interesting experience playing an event where everybody was incredibly aggressive. And I think that was really the turning point for me because I played the premium hands. You know, I followed my range chart. I was very much in line with the GTO. And seeing these aggressive players play was, it made me realize how passive I was and how I wasn't playing enough hands. And I think that right there was just the key moment where I was like, okay, I need to learn how to play more hands and how to be more aggressive and not be afraid and not give in to, to some of the, the bullying that happens at the table. And once I started to work on that aspect of my game, it completely turned things around for me. Wow. Very cool. Very insightful uh, answer and reply there. Uh, thank you. Okay. Another one. Uh, we've got like three or four more. Um, has it been difficult to immerse yourself in a game that is male dominated? And have you experienced any issues at the tables? I've definitely had my moments where people have been grumpy, uh, to put it politely. Um, but I think overall, I've never felt uncomfortable or unsafe in any circumstance. And to be frank, uh, Texas has a very awesome women's community at the poker table. Very rarely, I mean, we still have small numbers, but very rarely am I the only woman at a table or, you know, even, even my first win, I actually chopped it with another woman. So there's, there's always just a ton of uh, amazing people in the space. And the lodge fortunately is very, very supportive of the community and um, definitely makes it feel safe for me to play there. That's, you know, look, I've been around the block for a while in the poker industry and we've always asked these questions about women, but it's very, I don't know. It's, it's very encouraging that sort of an answer because it's so obvious, you know, there's strength in numbers, so to speak, but there really is. The more women there are playing, the less this becomes an issue, the less it even becomes a talking point because it's just natural and normal. So I'm really happy to hear that. Uh, that's fantastic. And that's very encouraging. And go Texas. Yeehaw. Um, so uh, another couple from Debbie. Um, congratulations on winning the Rising Star Award from the Women in Poker Hall of Fame in December. I was very touched when you thanked me from the podium. Uh, we never know when our support really makes an impact an impact on another person. Is there anyone else who has had a positive influence on you playing poker? Yeah. Uh, Marine is the other one that I've uh, shouted out at the podium. She What's is her last name? Sorry. Marine. Uh, MJB, I think, is her Twitter. Oh, Ma Maureen Block. Uh, Blocklinger. Yeah. Right, right, right. Yeah. 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 Um, she has been incredibly supportive, I think probably for two or three solid months, I messaged her and was like, I really want to play. And I, I traveled to Barcelona for, for work. Uh, Cause I have a customer over there. And I was like, maybe I'll just play my first match over in Europe since you're there. And I can, I can hang out with you. And cool. Um, it just didn't work out on that front. Um, but I was, she constantly was feeding me information on us events as well. Um, and eventually I just was like, you know what, I'll just, I'll play the summer at world series and everyone will be there and it'll be fun. Um, and so she's been really in, um, helpful. I would say Veronica Brill also has been incredibly helpful as well. She is such just a blanket supporter of women across the board. And she 
I really felt the need to repay her. And so she was doing an event at Jack Casino. And so I went to help support that event. Awesome. Just, yeah, I, I think paying it forward as well, bringing other women into the fold, just, just making sure that other women have felt the same love that I have, I think is super important. The same way that she does it for other women too. So she's been really inspirational. I would say I wouldn't be playing today probably without Marley Sprague um, and some of the other YouTube creators. I feel like um, her and Jonathan Little and some of the YouTubers that I watch played a really big part in me sticking around because there was a point where I was just like, I don't know if poker's for me. I just think I might just give it up. Um, but then I started watching their videos and they were hilarious. And I was just like, okay, this community is amazing. I think I yeah. found my people at this point. So, yeah. That's great. Everything you're saying really just strikes a chord. And again, shout out Marley back when she was just Cordero uh, episode 32 and Jonathan Little episode eight. Uh, and I don't remember them all. I just happened to have a little person, you know, researching quickly, whatever, whatever. Um, but lots of great episodes to listen to lots of great folks. You know, again, if they're being shouted out here, uh, by our guests, it means they're, you know, in general, very good people and, uh, you know, wonderful hour long conversations with each of them. I do uh, encourage you all to tune in. Um, last question for you, Kristen. This is a special one, uh, from Debbie. Will you be attending the WPSOP this summer? We at Cards Chat would love to have you represent us in our annual team event during the Colossus. Yes, I will be attending and I would be happy to join the team. That is awesome. Very cool. So after we get off uh, this recording, I'll, well, you know, I guess how to be in touch with Debbie, but she definitely wants to speak with you. And uh, after having spoken with you uh, for, you know, close to an hour now, I can understand what she saw in you. And, you know, I've met you in person, but now it's our first chance to have spoken in depth. Uh, a great representative of the poker community, of the Cards Chat community. And uh, I do hope you get to play in that event and that you win it. That would be really super cool. So uh, congrats on uh, joining the Cards Chat team uh, for the Colossus. Uh, good stuff. Um, thanks to Debbie for all of those great questions. Guys, on our next episode, we will be back to our regular community questions from the Cards Chat members. So please be sure to send them in via that dedicated thread on the forums once we announce who our future guests will be. Uh, we'd love to give you, we'd love for you guys to give us a good review on iTunes and spread the word via your social media channels if we like the show. Uh, Kristen, I know you uh, got to get back to work, but before we let you go, is there anything else you'd like to tell the Card Chat community? Thank you to the Card Chat community. I really, really enjoy the space. Um, it is even when I was chatting with Debbie, it was one of the first places I came for information on how to play poker and really just to connect with people. And I, you all have been so supportive of me and hopefully I can pay it forward and be supportive of you all too. So definitely looking forward to the future. That is awesome. Well, thanks so much again, Kristen. Thank you all so much for tuning in once again to another episode of the Cards Chat Podcast. I'm Robbie Straczynski. You can follow me on Twitter at CardPlayerLife, and I wish you all a wonderful day. Cards Chat, the friendliest poker podcast in town from the world's number one poker community.